Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. I hope that you're all doing good out there, out there in the world. Um, yeah. 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 Hey. Hey. I hope you're doing good. My cat thinks I'm talking to him. Oh, well, I do <laughs> hope your cat's doing good. He just looked at me like, yeah. What? Why do you keep looking me every time I say yeah? Oh, honey, I left the door open, but you can't make scratchy noises, okay? Cat problems. Cat problems. I was trying to be nice, because my roommate's not home, and she's very lonely, but maybe, you know, maybe that was my mistake. My mistake is having a cat door in my door, so... Wow, you you simply cannot cannot escape. No, isn't that right, buddy? If you hear cat noises today, I'm sorry. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> we were both just enjoying some cat sounds, I guess. Anyways, we're talking about Adams, not Adams. <laughs> we're talking about the Atom, the superhero. Um. And we, last week, we talked about uh, Ray Palmer, who was the Silver Age Adam, uh, maybe the uh, the best, the most well-known, uh, prolific of, of the, the Adams. And today we are talking about the newest, n- new, newer Adam, uh, Ryan Choi. Um, who was introduced in 2006, and he was created mostly by Gail Simone. Um, thank you, Gail. Thank you, Gail. Thank you, uh, once again. So, basically, uh, this is after, um, after Identity Crisis and infinite crisis uh both had the the mid 2000s were nothing but crises non-stop for dc just crisis after crisis um during identity crisis uh as we discussed with ray palmer spoilers i guess uh ray palmer's ex-wife uh gene loring is revealed to have uh, been behind the murders of several people in a misguided attempt to uh, try and rekindle her relationship with Ray Palmer. And he figures this out uh, towards the the end, the end of, of the crisis. Um... But the start of his own personal crisis, uh, and has Gene committed to Arkham and then kind of, uh, disappears for a while to, uh, process that. Fair. Cat sounds. Yeah, you know, I can't really blame the man. Um, so in, uh, 2006, uh, they introduce this, uh, new Adam in a, uh, DC kind of, like, standalone, like, 
anthology special. Uh, the sort of thing they do a lot for their, like, uh, crossover events. Uh, this, like, post-Infinite Crisis one was called uh, DC Brave New World, like, introducing some, some various new characters and world states, uh, one of whom is the Ryan Choi Adam. So this apparently DC hired Grant Morrison uh, to write like a pitch and a concept for a new version of the Atom and then gave that pitch to Gail Simone to write. But according to Gail Simone, she ended up using relatively little of it. Um, she took, like, the basic outline for, like, the first story in that Brave New World anthology and one or two other concepts, but most of the, uh, the Ryan Choi Adam book and, like, the surrounding sort of story, uh, was based on concepts that she already had, um, that she, I think, had wanted to pitch as, like, an impulse book. Um, so, despite the fact that the, like, Adam story and, like, subsequent standalone book had, like, a little tag that said, like, uh, based on concepts by Grant Morrison. Most of them apparently were not actually based on the concepts by Grant Morrison. Um, but I'm assuming the reason they had Grant Morrison write the outline at all was so they could put that on there. Uh, and people would buy it because they'd be like, wowee, Grant Morrison. So <laughs> I guess to to that end, you know, <laughs> whatever you gotta do, I guess. I didn't see anything that Grant, uh, had said about it, so I'm, uh, assuming either, uh, they are fine with it or just simply do not care. Uh, so, you know, largely, apparently, a, uh, a, a Gail Simone joint. Uh, I think the art, uh, there was, like, a rotating, uh, cast of artists uh on the uh the book i think john byrne drew the first story uh and then they had kind of some various other people over the course of it uh so he had this this story in brave new world and then a solo book that ran for 25 issues um so not a super long time but there was a a decent response so he's introduced uh he is a uh young man living in hong kong uh who moves to ivy town where ray palmer teaches at ivy university uh in order to fill the vacant position that's left when Ray Palmer disappears to, you know, deal with, uh, everything. Um, and he 
it's revealed, I think in that first story, that he has been, uh, throughout most of his life in, like, kind of a, a pen pal mentorship with Ray, um, writing back and forth to each other, and at some point during this, in, uh, in these letters, Ray bequeathed him his Adam equipment and the title of the Adam. That's uh, nice of him. I don't, yeah, you know, I don't know if it's, like, mentioned, like, how Ray became aware of, uh, Ryan or how Ryan thinks Ray became aware of him, uh, but, ow, ow, ouch, honey. Um, <laughs> Okay, I think I I think cat test run is not going too good. I think next next week I'm going to have to lock you out again, even though you're very cute. Uh but we do know that Ryan is uh an accomplished scientist. He's very smart. He's, you know, very interested in uh what Ray's working on. Um and he also is down to just, you know, become the Atom, apparently. I mean, who wouldn't want to get really, really, really small sometimes? It's, it seems, it seems pretty fun. Uh, they do, uh, don't, don't, honey. <laughs> they do re, uh, revamp the, uh, the Atom tech uh, for this. So it's, they get rid of the, the dwarf star stuff. Uh, Ray's belt is referred to as a bio belt. Uh, and it's, the technology isn't established right away, but like over the course of the series, it's revealed that they, I don't know if this is better. The, the belts inject microscopic matter borrowing little guys they're referred to as worms which i hate okay uh, matter borrowing worms into your bloodstream when you wear it so you are able to get little because these things in your bloodstream remove matter from you and send it temporarily I guess to a different dimension? Like a, a tiny wormhole? A tiny, it, it fills your body with tiny little wormholes. You're creating a pocket dimension inside your body. <laughs> and sometimes you can put your mass in there. Yes. Though I, th I think maybe they're sending the mass to the micro verse i got i gotta say listen the dwarf star thing makes no sense but it is less confusing i just do, because it's dumb i do prefer hand wavy comics bullshit over we're going to actually try to figure out how this thing that would not work would work and we're gonna make it yeah. really really complicated yeah, no, the the more you try to do it, the more absurd it gets. Like, Cyclops is 
punch dimension eye lasers. Like, just say he makes lasers out of his eyes. That's his mutant power. We don't need to it's know fine. how he does it. <laughs> it's fine. God. Uh, so the main plot of Ryan's solo book uh, is him kind of becoming the protector of Ivy Town. It mostly focuses on that one specific area. And he uh, gets caught up in this war conflict between uh, these microscopic uh, aliens uh, called the waiting. Uh, okay. The um the first the first kind of arc of this story is uh him stopping these aliens from putting a mind control device in the president's dog because they think that the dog is actually running the country. Um so thank thank you, Gail. <laughs> thank you, Gail, for that one. Uh but the uh the waiting are uh at war with a sort of uh lovecraftian uh underground god being living in the sewers underneath ivy town it has a a name that i'm not going to try to say but you you know what eldritch monster names are like it's a lot of consonants. Uh, <laughs> it's Welsh. Yeah, <laughs> it's not actually you know like Eldritch. It's just Welsh. Um, but the uh, the waiting and this being uh, are at war with each other. Uh, with the waiting fighting for science. And this guy fighting for magic. A classic battle. The classic battle. The tale as old as time. Uh, and both of them are trying to recruit Ryan to be on their side of this war. Uh, and also... <laughs> Is Ryan like, are you trying to tell me that I'm using magic? Because I did science this, actually. <laughs> it's extremely science-y. Like, I, I, love, I love a good comic book science magic conflict. But this is, this is a character who is pretty much 100% on the science end of the spectrum. Like, r really no, like, middle ground here. Uh, another person involved with this is the, uh, the dean of the university. Uh who explains to Ryan that uh, he thinks all of Ray Palmer's sort of multiversal uh, adventures in town created kind of like a nexus for stuff like this to happen. Um, That's fun. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, surprise, the Dean is actually involved with this and is like trying to make sure that uh science wins and he 
<laughs> wants to get Ryan out of the way because Ryan keeps trying to make these two stop fighting each other and destroying this town. Um, Does the and... Dean have, like, money on this or something? <laughs> He's like, nobody else knows about this secret alien god war. I can put down my bet. It's not going to matter. And then the freaking new Adam gets involved. He's like, God damn it. What am I going to do with this kid? Uh, I've got a hundred bucks writing on this. Oh, God damn it. I'm a, I'm a, I don't make a lot of money. I'm a college professor. And it's not even an Ivy League. It's just Ivy Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not it's not a it's not a prestigious college. That's just what it's named. Um so he uh the dean gives uh one of the shrink belts to a uh serial killer and is like go kill the atom. Uh so this guy Silbert Rundine, which is a name. That's good. Yeah. Hey, DMs, if you ever need, like, NPC names, just go through, like, two-bit comic book <laughs> villains. <laughs> I know. Small-town yeah, exactly. antagonists. Um, so he takes on the supervillain name of Dwarf Star and becomes kind of uh Ryan's main nemesis. Um hi. You're very distracting. This is a problem. Uh also over the course uh of this book, um we uh we meet Ryan's ex-girlfriend uh or a future version of Ryan's ex-girlfriend. Uh, who ends up, uh, working alongside Kronos, uh, under the name, uh, Lady Kronos. Okay. Yeah, not, not terribly creative. Uh, Kronos was the original Adam's arch nemesis, who was just a guy who got obsessed with having a really good sense of time, and then committed a bunch of time-themed crimes and then at some point it presumably did obtain some sort of time control abilities but uh really for most of it was just sort of stealing clocks and hourglasses and stuff weird that that requires superhero attention <laughs> <laughs> like maybe we can just let this guy have these um he also um he fights Giganta at one point, uh, who is a, uh, originally a Wonder Woman villain. She's, uh, she's a lady who can, uh, get extremely tall. I was assuming she was a giant woman, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, all I want to do is see you turn into, um... I think I think when she's first introduced in Wonder Woman, she's just simply a very large, strong woman, but like within normal human limits. And then later, they uh, she gets the ability to grow extremely tall. Um, but she 
fights the atom at one point. Uh, and don't blame me for this. Blame Gail Simone. She fights the atom. She swallows him. Uh, yeah. And then they end up dating. I, I suppose we know something about Ryan Choi now. Yeah, listen, we've learned more about Ryan Choi than, frankly, I wanted to know. Um... Like, uh, listen, no, you know, no shame here. Uh, you, you do you, follow your heart. Uh, but also. What a meat cute. <laughs> Honestly, uh, th- I mean, I will, I will, listen, I will say this about Gail Simone. <laughs> she really, really enjoys w- women being the dominant party in a relationship. So who doesn't? Who doesn't? Truly. Um also I do love the dynamic of this is a woman who can get very big and this is a man who can get very small. You know, it it's kind of fun. It's 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 sorta it's kinda neat. Um but she uh she so they fight and then she comes to talk to him and was like, Alright, actually Listen, I, uh, was actually being controlled by that, uh, eldritch guy, um, to fight you. Do you want to go on a date? And Ryan's (laughs) like, well, you did teach me something about myself. (laughs) Uh, so sure. Um, she's also, I don't, I don't know if it's before she starts dating him or after, but she's, uh also a teacher at the uh university um she i don't i don't know what she uh she's teaching but she 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 knows how to do something uh but they um they i think one of their dates uh gets interrupted by wonder woman who thinks that uh Giganta is still doing evil and Ryan has to be like, no no no, this is fine, we're on the date. It's good please actually. Don't, please don't fight. We're trying to have a nice date. Um so that uh I that feel is like pretty... I feel like there has to be like some JLA database or something where like you can type in I am dating Giganta. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. You just, like, everybody gets a little ping, like, Hi, this is Ryan. Giganta and I are dating now. Please don't make it weird. Um, so, Ryan is briefly part of the, uh, the quest in the lead-up to Final Crisis? Uh, briefly part of, of, he joins, uh, Donna Troy and Jason Todd as they're searching the multiverse for Ray Palmer, or a Ray Palmer. Um, and then he ends up needing to go back to Earth because of stuff in Ivy Town. So he sends, uh, Kyle Rayner in his place to help the other two look for Ray. Um, at the end of the 
standalone Adam series. Um, they have, uh, those three have found Ray and he's come back, um, and realizes, uh, that actually, uh, all of those letters that he received from Ray were not actually written by Ray. Oh no! Yeah, Ray did not, uh, bequeath him the the Adam title. Uh, it was all a ploy by Kronos and Lady Kronos, Ryan's ex, Ryan's fu- Ryan's ex-girlfriend, but the version of her from the future. There's no way to say it. It's like, not Ryan's future ex-girlfriend, as in Ryan will break up with her in the future, and not Ryan's ex-future girlfriend, as in she was his girlfriend in the future, but now she's not. Ryan's ex-girlfriend, but a future, a version of her from the future. A a future version of Ryan's ex-girlfriend. Yes, exactly. Uh, and that Kronos and Lady Kronos had, like, uh, hatched this plan to get Ryan to take on the Adam Mantle and, uh, you know be a part of this magic science war and, like, eventually, uh, frame him for, like, everything bad that was happening in Ivy Town. And, uh, together with Ray, he's able to, uh, defeat the two of them, save the city, and Ray's like, well, listen, I did not tell you then that, uh, you should be Adam, but now I see that you are doing a good job, and I think, uh, that you should continue, uh, being the Atom. However, now that I'm back, I am also going to be the Atom. So, <laughs> good luck. It's okay, there's a bunch of elements, just pick one. Yeah, exactly. You, you can, there's so many of them. Um, so, this leads to, uh, as is usually the case, when you have a, um, an older version of a character brought back while a new one already exists. Uh, Ryan kind of, uh, fades into the background a little and, uh, Ray becomes, uh, the, the, the sort of main Adam that shows up in things. And again, like, it's not like he shows up in a lot of things, but he is like, he is in um, an iteration of Justice League following Final Crisis um, that Ryan is not a part of. He, like, appears briefly and, like, talks to Ray, but it's, like, Ray's, like, the main Adam now. Um, and then Ray does a bunch of stuff during um, Blackest Night that I think, like, Ryan is, like, not really involved with so much, uh, and then, surprise, surprise, disappointment, during Brightest Day, uh, the follow-up to, uh, Blackest Night, uh, sort of, I think, like, kind of, like, at the beginning of it, um, one of the things that's going on is that, uh, Deathstroke assembles a team of titans who are, like, evil titans, and they're all gonna be, uh, mercenaries 
with Deathstroke. Um, and the first thing they do, these evil titans, is uh, Dwarf Star hires them to kill Ryan Choi. Okay. <laughs> and they do. Um, pretty, pretty upsetting. Uh, pretty upsetting stuff. Uh, one, because it happens in, like, a pretty upsetting way. Two, because the death of a character of color, uh, is always not great to see. Um, There's so few of them. There's so few of them. So it's like, one, you're getting rid of one of your few non-white characters that you have. And two, I have to watch something terrible happen to them. Um, and, uh, also the fact that, like, uh, like, towards the end of, like, Blackest Night, which is, like, all of it is just kind of, like, about death and about these, like, Black Lanterns that have the power over death and, like, bringing back to life a ton of, like, basically zombified versions of dead characters, uh, and then everybody teaming up, and then basically, I forget who has this conversation at the end of it, but basically, like, two characters look into the camera and are like, okay, death is permanent now, definitely for sure. Um, it's not gonna be just cheap anymore. And then the first thing that happens after that is Ryan Choi dies. Um, and also the fact that it's, like, called Brightest Day and is supposed to be, like, a more, like, kind of, like, upbeat, like, breather after, uh, the grim dark death stuff. And it's like... <laughs> the sun is shining. We killed Ryan Choi. No, oh, you what? Sorry? The sun is shining. We killed Ryan <laughs> Choi. <laughs> it's Hold fine. On. No, 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 it's fine. It's a bright day. It's a bright new day. Death is meaningful, and we're going <laughs> to use that to murder Ryan Choi. No. Oh. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so, uh, not great. Uh, Ray has, like, an arc about, um, trying to figure out who killed Ryan. Um, he is like, well, maybe he's not actually dead. But he, like, you know, went into the microverse like I did when I, uh, took my little, uh, hiatus. <laughs> A classic, we think this man is dead, but really, he's just very small. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I thought a man was dead, but really, he just turned very small. <laughs> he just got so, so small. Um. Amanda Waller knows what happens because she's Amanda Waller. Um, and she, uh, tells Giganta that Dwarf Star is the one responsible for Ryan's death. Um, and, uh, Dwarf, I mean, Giganta absolutely pummels the shit out of him. Thank you, Giganta. I love Thank you. Thank you, Giganta. Uh, we, we love, we love Giganta in this house, actually. And, uh, Ray goes to talk to him in the hospital, and Dwarf Star's like, wait, hey, hey, what if I, what if I told you that 
I actually hired Deathstroke to do it. Uh, will you be less mad? No. Now that I've like I've given you more information. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> what if I tell you that I didn't kill your friend? What if I told you that I hired a man to kill your friend? <laughs> Takes some of the heat off of me now, doesn't it? Yeah. No, um, because Deathstroke wouldn't have killed him if yeah. you didn't pay him to. Exactly. That's and his whole Ray's thing. Like, Ray's like, okay, well, I am going to tell the Justice League this information, uh, but heads up, Deathstroke's probably going to kill you for letting that slip, so bye. Um, but, uh... Well, does he? He does not kill him, I don't think. I think, uh, uh, Ray finds Deathstroke and fights him and severely injures him, but they, uh, he gets away because, you know, he's Deathstroke. Um, but I don't think he actually kills Dwarf Star. Meanwhile, Slade is like, it's just business, Ray. It's just business. Listen, I'm sorry about your nerd friend. Jeez. Do I try to kill you for doing your job? No. <laughs> so, uh, during Flashpoint... It is revealed that uh, Ryan's consciousness went to, like, the pocket dimension where their, like, their mass is shifted to when they change size. So uh, Ray's able to rescue him. Um, But that doesn't really matter because it's uh, in the New 52 and then uh, they... Change it all for Rebirth. Um, but the Rebirth version is, uh, Ryan is a little bit younger. He's, like, either, like, a high schooler or, like, a college student. I really want him to be a teen. <laughs> I think it's, obviously, I'm me. I think it's very fun if he's a teen. Um, but, uh, he's, like, a, uh... TA slash mentee of Ray Palmer. Um, and, uh, Ray tells him that he's the Adam and has him, like, help out, like, on his superhero missions in, like, a mission control sort of way. Like, being in the lab, like, uh, telling him what to do, which I love. I love that shit. But, uh, Ray gets trapped in the microverse. Uh-oh. Um, and... If I had a nickel for every time a man got trapped in the microverse... They just, they won't, they won't stop doing it. Um, Ray gets trapped in the microverse and, uh, gets a message to Ryan, asking Ryan to help him. Uh, and while Ryan's trying to figure it out, um, Batman comes looking for Ray to, uh, ask if Ray wants to be on the Justice League, uh, and Ryan's like, well, he is, uh, not here, because <laughs> he's, uh, t- t- he's too small. Um, <laughs> and- He got too small uh, and now he can't get big again. <laughs> he can't get big, he's too small. Um... But, uh, 
they end up uh, recruiting Ryan instead when they realize that Ryan is, like, sort of his, like, protege and they like see that all, all of these like equations that he has like in the lab that he's been working on they're like hey I'm, this kid's uh i'm just imagining batman standing there like ray got too small and now he can't come back <laughs> and ryan just like yeah and bruce just like looks around the lab looks at ryan okay well do you want to join <laughs> <laughs> We gotta have we gotta have a shrinkum. We do we need a have scientist. Actually, I can only do so much. <laughs> I listen. I know a lot of things, but I we need someone with a, a kind of a specialized <laughs> education. Um, the rebirth version of Ryan is like a little bit um a little bit more of a nerd. Uh, they make a point of like pointing out like that he has like a million allergies and he's afraid of heights um and also he has glasses which i don't think he did before um i don't think he did either but uh <laughs> they're like oh give this kid astigmatism yeah but listen we gotta we gotta nerd code him <laughs> we gotta give him the three a's astigmatism allergies afraid of heights <laughs> that's that's them that's the trifecta uh so yeah he's he's on um he's on the justice league he uh helps them uh helps them out ray does eventually come back from the microverse um but i i think ryan Days on the Justice League. Um, Can you imagine coming back from the microverse and being like, oh, so what did I miss? Oh, well, Batman came to ask if he wanted to be on the Justice League. Uh, and oh, cool. Yeah, I would love to be on the Justice League. Actually, <laughs> I'm on the Justice League now. <laughs> And I don't think they need two atoms. That might get confusing. Yeah, listen, they need they needed a shrinkum and also a scientist, and I have those bases covered now. So I don't know. Wasn't you go do something with Hawkman, I guess, maybe? You wanted a vacation, right? <laughs> um he um during death metal, he um he gains the ability to grow really big in addition to really small. Okay. Um, I don't know if that stuck around or if it was just like a thing that he did one time. But uh yeah, he's uh he's <laughs> he's working on it. Um he did show up in uh <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh not not in the he didn't make it to the original cut, but he is in the Snyder cut in which uh he's working with si Silas, right? That's that's Vic's dad's name. I think so, yeah. Okay. He's working he's working with Cyborg's dad. Um and then at the end, uh he like he 
He looks directly. He looks directly into the camera and says, "I've been working yeah. on shrinkum technology." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you get it, guys? Do you get it? Um, what do you think about also- the name "The Atom"? <laughs> um, he also apparently made an appearance in the uh, CW Arrowverse. Um, is that when we, he was, uh, Osric Chow? He was Osric Chow. Um, I, I say this, I say this as some, well, I've watched some Supernatural now. I have not watched in any episodes of Supernatural that Osric Chow was in, but every time I see gifts or anything of Osric Chow, I'm like, oh, this boy would kill me. Once. At uh, WonderCon, I saw a person walking past Artist Alley with, like, maybe 15 people trailing after him. And I just, like, look and I'm like, is that Osric Chow? Oh my god. Good luck, man. (laughs) Godspeed, Osric. (laughs) Just like, oh, good luck walking through this nerd convention. (laughs) Um, anyways, happy for Osric Chow getting CW paychecks again. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's Ryan Choi. I like him. I think he's fun. Uh, do you have any, anything, anything else you wanted to discuss? Uh, I did read the... Uh, first issue of the Blue and Gold limited series. Oh. It was very fun, and I'm I glad. Them. And I'm glad that Justice League International is canon again now. <laughs> it's always so hard to tell, but apparently it is, and um, that's good because I don't want to exist in a DC universe where uh, one punch didn't happen. <laughs> it's what i care about most in the world all we care about is that booster and ted get to hang out and batman punched guy gardner in the face and knocked him (laughs) out with a single punch because he was being so terrible in the moment um (laughs) it's good it's good actually otherwise i that was the only comic i read because in the discord sam was like oh i found like another person that was in the live stream chat in the issue and i was like oh shit i was gonna read that so then i read (laughs) it um other than that i have just been watching fantasy high i am uh eight episodes into sophomore year (gasps) oh my god it's so good (laughs) um so yeah, you know, I have I have watched let me look at my uh t- sheet here. I have watched 27 episodes in the past 12 days. <laughs> All right. So powering through. Yes. I am um, hoping to get through all of the stuff inspired by the time that the new season comes out so that I can watch that as it comes out. And maybe slow down and watch the other Dimension 20 stuff, but not, like, try to power through it so much. <laughs> Although, maybe we who should knows? do a Dimension 20 bonus episode this month. 
gods that would be rad hmm. let it, patron, patrons let us know if you want to hear us just talk about let fantasy us, high let us know if you want me to talk about fantasy high because i have been i have been when i resurface from many hours in a row of watching fantasy high i do walk into the living room and tell everyone who will listen who is mostly my sister-in-law I will tell anyone who will listen what I had just watched on Fantasy High. Huge mood. It's good is the thing. Anyway, did you read comics? <laughs> um, I actually did not read any comics. I have been, uh, I've had very little time to do absolutely anything. Um, this was a, um, a pretty, uh, a pretty big day for comics creators, though. I don't know if they all, like, planned this or what. Um, but, uh, James, James Tynan, James Tynan the fourth, friend of the show, friend of the Tim Drake. <laughs> our, our, our good um, friend. Yeah, of course. Um, announced that he would be, uh, leaving Batman, um, not immediately, I don't think. Um, leaving Batman to, uh, focus on a, one of his creator-owned comics that he's gonna start publishing, I think, through his Substack. Um, and then Molly Ostertag also launched a Substack to talk about comics and comics process and comics creation stuff. Um... Saladin Ahmed, uh, announced a, uh, a, like, subscription-based, uh, label where he's gonna be publishing his, like, creator-owned stuff. And, uh, Scott Snyder, who, in addition to recently announcing, like, a sort of, like, label that he's doing in conjunction with comiXology where he's sort of like he's working on a bunch of different books he also announced that he would be doing a series of like comics writing lectures um that people can subscribe to so just like just a lot just a lot of announcements today um but uh you know a lot a lot of comic book creators, uh, possibly unhappy with the, uh, the way traditional publishing has been going for them. Um, Fair. and who could, who could blame them? I uh, do but, love to see comics creators working on original content. Yes, I, I do, I, I do support them. Um, I truly do. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, uh, Hopefully next week I will have read some comics to talk about. Uh, but in the meantime, you uh, should follow us online. So you can uh, see when we post new episodes and sometimes other stuff. Um, we have a Twitter where we're most active. And then we also have an Instagram, uh, Facebook page, and a Tumblr. Uh, and you can find all those at Capes and Japes on the, their respective platforms. Uh, we have an email address. It's capesandjapes at gmail.com. 
if you have uh, questions or you want recommendations or you want to send us something, um, we uh, have a Discord server uh, where you can uh, come join us and uh, see us reacting to uh, Booster and Beetle along many other things. Um, we have a Patreon if you want to support us on there. Uh, maybe this month you will get to hear us talk about Fantasy High. <laughs> Who knows? We, uh, yes, if you can't support us on Patreon, but you still want to, uh, help us out, a great way to support the show is leaving a rating and review, uh, where you listen to it, um, by, uh, telling a friend about the show, if you think they would be interested in it, um, and just, uh, just returning, joining us, being with us in this space. So thank you for being here once again for today's episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Uh.